From Harvest Time, Faith Center Church in Vidalia, Georgia, this is the Faith Center Broadcast. Prepare your hearts to receive the powerful Word of God from the dynamic teaching ministry of Dr. Bernard and Valentina Hill. And now, let's join the Faith Center with Dr. Bernard and Valentina Hill. Professor, repeat after me, this is my Bible. Oh, y'all going to play with me tonight. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. And my life is better after having heard the word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You may be seated. How to make a successful comeback. How to make a comeback. And I know every night we have new people, so I have to give my definition of what we're talking about when we're talking about making a comeback. A comeback is a spiritual process of being restored back to or beyond a previous position, posture, or privilege that was lost because of adversity. A comeback is a spiritual process. It's a process. We'll talk about a little bit about that tonight. It's a process of being restored back to or beyond a previous position, posture, or privilege that was lost because of adversity. And we found out that the whole Bible, and we've been looking at this, and I have to say this, that the whole Bible is about man's comeback, uh, being restored back to where God had him initially. And God is in this comeback. He's committed to your emotional comeback. He wants you to have strength and stability in your life. And one of the things that, uh, that is a tragedy for people that's in the church is, uh, is that we have learned how to masquerade and put on the mask and not be honest with how we feel because we uh, want to be in the place that we want people to feel good about us. And so therefore, uh, we begin to emotionally damage ourselves uh, because we fail to, to deal with what is at hand. But it is the comfort of Scripture that helps you to have this emotional comeback. Now turn with me in your Bible to Psalms 34, 19. I'm going to do a little reviewing. Psalms 34, verse 19. Psalms 34, 19. And we understand that when you got saved, it did not mean that you were not going to have any problems. It didn't mean that at all. Are you there? He says, for many are the afflictions of the righteous, but what? The Lord delivers them out of them all. In other words, in life, I know I'm going to have some things that's going to happen to me in life. But I understand that God promised me that he will deliver me out of them all. Now, in order for my deliverance to take place, we talked about last night, is that I must develop my faith and I must believe what the word of God say about me in the word of God. I cannot, I cannot listen to naysayers and things and people like that, but I must believe what God said about me in the scriptures. 
for him to deliver me. Uh, because someone else may have a distorted view about who I am and what I really mean. Because some folks think they can read, they, they, they know your motives by, behind what you do. And really, the only one who knows motives is God. Yeah. And so we have to be in a place and understand that I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go through some things in life. But God promised me, he delivers me. My, my, my confidence in the whole thing is what the word of God say. I, I may have been going through it a long time, but my faith and hope is, is my day of deliverance. And what you have to look at when you're going through anything that has struck you in your emotion, in your soul area, is you have to look for your day of deliverance. Because it is your day of deliverance that gives you the strength and the wherewithal to go through what it is you're going through. You have to understand this. The Bible says that God will not allow you to go through any more than he knows that you can bear. So whatever situation you find yourself in, God has already deposited within you the strength for you to go through it. Oh, my, 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 my. All right, turn with me in your Bible to Psalms 34. Psalm, I mean, Psalms 37. Psalms 37. It is the will of God that we stay in hot pursuit of his will for our life. In other words, I have to be in a place that I'm in a hot pursuit. You know, we, folk, folk be lying in church when they be singing them songs. I'm chasing after you. You ain't chasing after him. Folk be singing lies. Because in the pursuit of God, it's going to cost you something. Amen. Are you there? Psalms 37, it says, verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, not if he falls, but when he falls. In other words, it's just, it's just like, it's like in church, you can talk to some pastors, they, and they have folk think they'll never do nothing wrong. Because they're not honest. All right, all right. You got it. It may not be done in action, but if you think it, Jesus said you're guilty. He says, he says, he says, he will not uh, be hurled down or cast, uh, cast down because the Lord is the one who holds him up. In other words, though I fall, I won't hit the bottom. <laughs> See, it is. It is not that you won't fall, it's how you fall. And you have to fall with confidence that God is going to pull me back up. He's only going to let you go so far. Amen. That's true. I'm going to let you go so far. And I know God is going to help me out. So the Bible is full of folk who went through stressful situations. Look at Elijah. He, he, ran for, he was under stress because Jezebel was after him. So he began to run from her. You look at David. David was under stress because in Ziglag they took everybody. And they, but David done one thing that nobody else done. David talked to himself. He encouraged himself. And that's what you have to do. You have to encourage yourself. Now turn to me in your Bibles to first, I mean John chapter 14. Now there's a lot of situations that can be, can set you back. Attacking you emotionally. And dislodging you from the peace of mind that you had and the promised peace of God that you had and the promised peace in the word of God. 
caused by processing situations and people. Because most of the issues or the heartaches or the emotional strain that you have had in life, it has been caused by people. Amen, amen. Because people will betray you. All right, all right. See, when we talk about betrayal, betrayal can only come from folk who are close to you. <laughs> and the devil used betrayal as a tool for you not to trust folk. It's just like you went to Reverend Pharaoh church. Reverend Pharaoh didn't do you right, so when you went to the other church, you don't trust that pastor because Reverend Pharaoh done you wrong. When what we have to do is, is that because one person betrayed us, it is not right for me to put the responsibility of the betrayal on somebody else because somebody else betrayed me. Many of you can't stay in relationships because you let a man or woman betray you in one relationship and you bring that over to another relationship and you hold that person hostage because in that last relationship somebody else betrayed you. Walk heavy, gonna walk heavy, walk heavy tonight. See, because betrayal is something that the devil will use and he will constantly talk to you about it because then he brings a place of distrust when that person has done nothing to you. They just went to the grocery store and you want to call them where you at. And it's not really anything there. You haven't disconnected yourself from the past relationship and forgiven them. So therefore, this betrayal travels you with you and you carry it along as a companion. What it is, is the devil is working on you, keeping you in an emotional strain where you can't trust because I ain't going to never let nobody else hurt me. The most dangerous thing that you can do in life is be in a relationship because relationships are dangerous. Because it's only in relationships you can be betrayed. All right, all right, all right. And then rejection happens. Rejection is when you have done all you can and they walk on your feelings in the process. <clears throat> in other words, you got up, you fed him, you fed him breakfast, gave him lunch, prepared lunch, had dinner for him, cleaned the house and everything. And he come in and walk right past you. Mm-mm-mm. And you feel it, I've I've done all of this right here, and you have this sense of rejection upon you because he walked past you. Mm -hmm. This rejection is a powerful thing because Satan will use that in order to, like I said the other night, to isolate you. When you reject me, then I'm going to reject you. And it builds up in your emotion. And people have layers of emotional baggage. Just layers of it. Layers of it. Layers of it. And the years go by. And it layers on every relationship brings this emotional baggage. That is why as a Christian you have to be careful about who you go into a relationship with. And God warns us. But we jump in because, just because somebody shout Jesus and say amen does not need me. You need to be in a relationship with him. Because it could be a religious trap. 
and you, and you, you don't know what, what their motivation is for doing it to you. And, 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 it, and, it, and it hurts you emotionally. What are y'all doing over here, all this movement? Uh, all the movement y'all doing. <clears throat> then, number, uh, then there's an untimely death. This causes an emotional upheaval, and it, it, it rings your, emo your emotion. It, it messes your head up because somebody died, and, and you haven't dealt with that emotion, and we, we are big for that. Not knowing how to process the emotional death. And then one day, because all of these emotions are going to flood, they're going to come out somewhere. Because you only can put so many clothes in a suitcase. Right. To the point you can't close it. And then someone began to get the backlash of your emotions, and they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. You're treating them because of an incident you had with your daddy when you was 12 years old and now you're 52 years old and you have he, that man you with have to deal with a 12 year old who didn't get their emotions in check. Where y'all at? Watch you gotta go. In other words, I said, I want to get you to know is, is that your life does not have to be like that. Amen. You walk through life avoiding people, not knowing how to deal with people. Thinking people are going to do this, untrusting. But I'm going to get you right. Look at John 14, watch this right here. Look at verse 1, it says. Let not. What? your heart be troubled. In other words, if he said, it is my responsibility not to let my heart be troubled. In other words, I cannot say that you made me mad because I don't give you the power to do that. In other words, the reason why church people have their emotions everywhere is because they give people too much power over them. So he says here, let not your heart. In other words, it is my responsibility to make sure that my heart is beating right. He said, in other words, don't let it be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. So I have, I have, and you have a responsibility over your emotions. We have all of like saying, you know, they made me mad. You, I know you gave them all that power. That they have the ability to control your emotions, turn them on and turn them off when they get ready. Hallelujah. You have to tell folk. Gotta let them know. Can't turn me on and off. So you have control over your emotional situations. No, you don't have to be a victim of situations. You have control. 
Somebody can come <laughs> and cuss you out and you have control over how you respond to that. You have control over that. All right. Go to John chapter 14. John, what did I tell you I go? I'm in, I'm in John 16. Watch this. Verse 33, he says, These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But do what? Take courage. In other words, be. When God was talking to Joshua, he told Joshua, don't be afraid. Be of good courage. Be. Because your emotions is going to take you somewhere. There are people who have taken guns, put bullets in them, put it to the head, pulled the trigger, went off and killed them because their emotions was out of whack. They had no control. And when you have no control, anything can happen when your emotions is out of whack. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I have to understand the situation I'm in. I'm ready to I'm ready to wash my hand of people and things. I'm ready. You know when you get something on your hand, dirty you say. And until you get to that state in dealing with people and things, you're going to always have your emotions in an uproar. I always tell people this right here when I'm, when I'm dealing with how, how you build relationships. You never go into a relationship not ready on the first day to walk away. I'm ready to walk away. When you understand that, you, you, are not, you don't have to put up a front. This is how it is right here. This is what I'm not going to do. This is what I am going to do. You put it up front. But no, what do people do? They put all their emotions out there and they tolerate what somebody's going to do until the point to where they get unsatisfied. Now you want to go. You want to leave them then. <clears throat> so you got to be... You have to learn how to wash your hand of people and things. That's what, you know, because, like I said, most, most, of the, most of the trouble you've been in is because you allow people to stay in your life who don't need to be there. No, they've just, they just been there too long. They've they been there too long. They're just, just too long. So. I, so, so I need peace in my life. See, understand this, understand this. There are people out there who will play with your emotions. If you haven't learned, there are people who will play with your emotions. They will do things because they know they can get away with it. Okay, watch this. Let me give you that. Samson and Delilah. 
played with his emotions until the point to where she got his anointing from it because that's all she wanted. That's all, that's all she wanted was the anointing. So he allowed her to play with his emotion because he did not have his flesh in check. And therefore, his enemies got it. So it's, it's people out there, they'll they, they play, they play with your emotions. Some, some of you been in, I ain't looking at nobody. Some of y'all been in relationships, right? No, some, some of y'all been in relationships, right? You know, he play around with you or she play around you, and then, you know, you get upset with him, and then, you know, you want to quit him and everything. They say, I'm sorry, and everything. Then you go back to, okay, you know, and go back to him and everything. And then, you know, and then after a while, they do it again. And then, you know, you, you know, say, I'm, I'm going to leave. And then they say, I'm sorry. And then, you know, you let them come back in. Look at your neighbor say they're just playing with you. I'm sorry. You got it? No, 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 people will play with your emotions. And you have to let people know that you're not a toy to play with. You have to put your value up front. Because people will devalue you and make you think you less than what God said. And Jesus says, one man's soul is worth more than the whole world. You never let somebody devalue who you are. Okay, I'm going to move on. Where tell y'all go? I'm, uh, John, John, turn to John chapter 14 right quick. And so I understand this God has a plan for me. I don't have to be in a place right that I'm in emotional upheaval. I have some control over my emotions. I have control. Look at verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give, do I give to you. Do not let. Do not let your heart be troubled. Nor let it be afraid. Now, I have a problem with people who are Christians who have no control over their emotions. Folk coming to church, you know, uh, the Bible says the spirit is subject to the prophet, right? You can't come and tag the church up and then talk about that was the Holy Ghost. You have control over what you do. Amen. You cannot say the devil made you do it. That's a lie. You've done it. You've done it. So I have something to do with how I handle situations. I don't have to act in a manner that's going to displease God. I don't have to act in a manner that's going to um, manifest the, uh, or magnify the emotional devastation that I'm in. I don't have to act like that. I ain't got to go around cussing folk out because they made me mad. I ain't got to do that. But I know, I know there are people who are in the church who still cussing. Some, just make them mad, right? They done said hallelujah. They done stood at the altar and they done shouted. 
They done done all of that stuff right there. They done shaka Zulu. They done done everything. But when you get them outside the church, you make them mad, they're going to cuss you out. And the reason why they can do that is because really that's what's in them. Jesus said, out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You got a bad heart. So for all you cussing saints that want to go back to your pre-Jesus days when somebody make you mad and cuss them out and get ready to fight, you in trouble. And you need a comeback. You need a comeback. <laughs> amen, amen. And so what God does, he give us peace in situation. <laughs> see, see, fractured relationships don't disturb your peace. You got fractured relationships. See, me, I, 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 you know, for me, I've always been, how I am, I was like this before I got saved. I ain't need nobody. I don't need someone for me to value who I am. And I, I tell people I was who I was before I met you. So I'm not going to allow you to change who I am. I know, I know some of y'all, you know, you need all them folk around you and everything because you want somebody to come to your birthday party. I show up at my own party. No, you understand? No, that's just, no, my wife will tell me, my wife will tell you, she's been with me 30 years. I am not moved emotionally. I am not moved by folk of, you, you, somebody crying and everything. That don't move me. Because you crying don't mean I'm going to cry. Because, you know, everybody said years ago, years ago, this ain't nothing that just happened. All right. It's just like, you know, <laughs> you, she, she, would, she would cry. I wouldn't cry. You know, she said, you know, she tell me I don't care. It's not that I don't care. I just, I'm just not crying. So, you know, we have to be in a place, you know, that, you know, just because we have, you know, y'all love fractured relationships. Folk, you know, they, they, you know, around, you know, I'm not from around her, so I'm still adjusting. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I've been around her 30 years, still adjusting. <laughs> still, I'm still adjusting, you don't understand? Because I, some things I just don't understand. I, some things I just don't understand. People I, around here, they, they talk about stuff about relationships that had happened over 30, 40 years ago. They ain't got over that. S to me, something wrong with you. Something some wrong with you. It's like this right here. Can I tell you? Oh, oh boyfriend. I done told you everything else. Wait, how long ago has it been? Since when? What year was the breakup? I ain't gonna get no name. It's been... In the 70s, 80s, it was in the 80s, she said. I'm, I'm going with what she said. About 81, broke up. You got it. And uh, I ain't going to throw no name. But, uh, you know, in, in, in some way I can understand. But, you know, the way it is, you know, uh, they, they still trying to, deal with her or wants to deal with her 
because of some relationship they had back in the 80s. I tell you, it's too late now. We in 2014. <laughs> if you're waiting on me to get old and die to get her, what if she die first? Okay. No, some folk can't go on. They stuck. They get stuck. Everybody say, go on. No, you got to go on. You got to go on. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know she, I know she fine and everything and everything, but, but he need to go, you know, he ain't going by the So, you don't let fractured relationships define who you are. You never do that. Because once you let a relationship define who you are, then you can never be in another relationship that's going to be decent. Because you're going to measure that relationship on the past relationship you had. And that person you're in the relationship at that moment is not the person that you was in the relationship that was fractured. Amen, amen, all right. All right, turn to me in your Bibles to uh, Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, I got a lot. I got a lot. Are you getting anything tonight? Are you getting anything tonight? Now, Isaiah 54, I have a promise from God, and it does not matter what people plan against me. It's not going to work. See, you're sitting up at night wondering why, I wonder who said this about me. I wonder what they are thinking about me. Who cares? You should say, who, everybody say, who cares? Yeah, you got, Who cares what they're saying? Like I told you all the other night, you cannot chase down every lie that's been told on you. You have to use every lie. You grab that lie and use it as a stepping stone to the next level God is going to take you to. Can't chase them down. Are you there? Isaiah 54. Watch this, he says. Verse 15. It says, if anyone fiercely assails you, it will not be from me. In other words, if somebody go and come against me, that's not God doing it against doing it. Whoever sells you will fall because of you. In other words, whoever come against me, I don't worry about them coming against me because whatever trap they set for me, they're going to fall in it. Behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fires of coals and brings out a weapon for his work. And I have created the destroyer to ruin no weapon fall against you will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you, I'm reading from the uh, NASB, in judgment you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. In other words, God said when somebody come against you, it may look bad for you then, but you do not become emotionally distraught. Understand what the word of God said, that God will vindicate me. God is going to vindicate me. I don't have to worry about what people are going to do because God is on my side. Because in my comeback, God is pulling me through it. And so my confidence has to be in what God says and not in what somebody else is doing. See, you, you spend so much, you know, People stand up all night worried about what somebody's saying about them. That doesn't make any sense. 
Because there ain't no sense in you and God sitting. The Bible says, he who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. So why is God staying up all night and me staying up all night? That don't make any sense. I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm going to bed. I'm not sitting up thinking about what somebody say about me. On your comeback, you can't worry about that because you'll get stalled in the middle of the road. Because people hate to see you coming back from a devastating moment. Yes, yes, yes. People want to see you down. Yes. They want to see your life wrecked and messed up. Yes. You get off the crack and they want you to go back to it. So they can talk about you. But look at your name and say, I ain't going back. <laughs> no, no. no, you have to say it with conviction, I'm not going back. It may not have been cracked. No, it may not have been cracked. You could have been hoeing around. It may be that right there, laying and playing and everything. You have to say, I am not going back. I'm not going back. Say, so I, I ain't going. I ain't, I'm not going. I'm not. Why, why go back to a life of devastation when God has delivered you? Hallelujah. All right, turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We are responsible for the management of our thought life. We're responsible for the management of our emotional states. I'm responsible for that. I want you to love me. I want to feel you love me. Are you serious? I want to feel that you love me. Watch this. <laughs> if I want Tina to feel that I love her, all I have to go to the jewelry store, get a big dime, and put it on her hand, and she know it. Okay. <laughs> I need to know that you love me. You know, and then, you know, you don't say you love me enough. I need you to say you love Well, love yourself. Tell you something. I love me. I love me some me. If nobody else is telling you that they love you, tell you, I love me some me. I love me some me. Love me some me. Watch, watch this. Jesus said, no man has hated himself. So when I say I love me some me, that is not being uh, uh, hypocritical or uh, uppity. I'm just saying what Jesus said. Jesus said, ain't no man never hated himself. So when I say I love me some me, the proof is going to be I'm not going to let you take advantage of me. Because I'll walk away from you. And, and people harvest time, they'll let you know I can walk past you like you're invisible. No. All right, all right, all right, all right. Are you in Ephesians chapter 4? Are you in Ephesians 4? Verse 22 says that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. In other words, he said the old pre-Jesus lifestyle, you get rid of that. Well, when somebody made you mad, you cussed them out. You can't, be, you can't go on your emotions because your emotions, you, they can't be trusted. No, you can't trust your emotions because they change too much. You need to come back. 
and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. In other words, I have to walk in a place that I'm representing the kingdom of God. I never let folk get me off track because I'm in control of how I'm going to feel. All right, turn with me in your Bible to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. I'm in control of my emotions. You know, folk, you know, y'all know how folk in church lie, right? I love everybody. Now, I can't make that confession. No, no, I, me, I'm just talking about me. I can't make that confession. I love everybody. Because, number one, I don't know everybody. No, I don't know everybody. So how can I love everybody? Because love is something, it's a feeling that I'm going to have for someone who I am in a relationship with. I ain't in a relationship with anybody. I'm not, not, not going to mistreat them now. And you know, y'all, you know, y'all, you know, y'all looking at me and say, what? You don't love everybody either. Don't look at me like, like that. No, you, you don't love everybody either. It's just like I can meet somebody, right? I can, I can meet them and everything, not meet, not not being them no harm and anything like that. But you know, all right, bye. <laughs> you, you understand? No, no, you understand? No, you know, I'm just talking about me. I said, remember, I told y'all money. I'm talking about me, right? So y'all, y'all get mad at me. Y'all may say, man, you know, you, man, I, you know, you know, he don't love everybody. I love everybody. Okay, okay, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Made, amen. I don't love everybody. <laughs> I was getting ready. Hey, have y'all raise your hands? Then I said, no, I ain't going to do that because some folk going to lie. Because <laughs> some people do things in church because they see their neighbor do it. And they don't want to feel isolated by themselves. So they want to be part of the group so they'll raise their hand. And, and, and you need deliverance. Because if you can't stand by yourself, that's why, see, that's why it'd be hung jewelry with me all the time. Because you can't persuade me to change my mind about something, how I feel about something. We're going to hang this thing, and if you want to fight, I can do that too. Are you in Colossians 2, 3? All right, verse 2 he says, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. In other words, I'm responsible for where my mind is at. And see, and see, what happens to saints, they put their mind in the wrong place. I have to set my affections where I want them at. I told, I told Faith and I said, you know, I mean, this kind of past I am, you know, I can have two of my members. They can be in the middle of aisle fighting. I mean, they can be scrapping. I can be finished preaching. I'm going to walk right around them while they're fighting, and I'm going to make a faith confession. Everybody in the faith center, they get along, because I'm not going to let their fight get me, you know, all involved in stuff. Because they, you know, they could be getting in the fight. They could be playing, trying to get me in it, so they both of them jump on me. <laughs> so I'm going to let them, I'm going to, I let somebody, if somebody else want to break, I ain't breaking, I ain't breaking them no fights. Husband and, husband and wife fighting. I ain't breaking, I ain't breaking that up. No. Because when you break it up, they're going to be mad at you. 
No, I mean, I'm mad, mad, mad at you. I ain't, ain't going to mad, mad at you. I'm going to do what I have to do. All right? Where, where y'all at? All right, turn, 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 turn for me your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. Don't give folk that power. So Jesus teaches us how to do this. Because you do not have to be victimized by your emotions. You don't have to be victimized. Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 25. It says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you would eat or what you would drink, nor for your body for what you would put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? And who of you are worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then saying, what will we eat or drink? What are we going to put on? for clothing. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. From your, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Here Jesus give us the key to emotional stability. And the key is, is that you do not have to worry about anything. If somebody that is in your life want to mess up in your life, you just get rid of them. Amen. Then you don't have to worry about it. Amen. It's just like this right here. I, 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 you know, if, 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 there, if there's a husband and wife, right, if y'all fighting and everything, throwing blows, you need to put some molecules between yourself. You don't need to be for fighting, having somebody beat you all upside your head and everything. Okay, all right. I mean, unless you just want to get hit. And it'd be most, emotional, I mean, emotional devastation. I mean, just be messed up. And then can't nobody else do nothing with you. I love him. Well, he hit you. I love him. <laughs> now, that was an incident Elder Johnson and I went to, right? And, and, and it's not, it's not, just not men beating up, beating up, I mean, men beating up their wives. That's an incident Elder Johnson and I had to go to uh, with the brother, and uh, he, his, his wife, she wearing him out. No, no, she, no, she wearing, she, wearing him, she wearing him out. I mean, she had him down between the, the two chairs, sofa there, she was wearing him out, wearing him out. And then when we got her off of him, then he gonna, jump, he gonna jump up and talk about, y'all need to get her before I hurt her. <laughs> no, 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 she, no, she, about, she killing him, you understand? No, so you know, you gotta put molecules between yourself when you're doing that stuff like that. No, she was just El Johnson, El Johnson, we telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. 
No, yeah, yeah, I'm emotional. And I, and I don't think the boy done got over to this day. <laughs> now, when you get that many blows to the head, right, you, you suffer some brain damage. No, no, she, no, yeah, that's what happened to him. Need to come to the spirit of freedom. All right. So I, so I need to be in a place, right? I need to be in a place that I, I do not have to act emotionally how somebody act else act during a situation. You got it? Because you can have two people in the same predicament and they both can act different. So you have control over how you're going to act. All right, watch this. I'm, I, how much time? Let me see how much. How much? Oh, yeah, I got it. Turn to your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings 6. So now here in 2 Kings, right, you have the prophet Elisha and his servant. Now, they saw the same situation, but one was afraid and the other one was at peace. Same, same situation, same area and everything, but both of them had two different perspectives. One had his emotions, was, he was afraid, he was in a place that he, he, he don't know what to do. And then the other one, he's at peace. He did not allow the situation to change his emotional state. Somebody can leave you. And you still can have your emotions intact. Are you there? Look at verse 13. 2 Kings 6, 13. It says, and he said, go and spy, spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Doth, uh, Dothan. Therefore sent he hither horses and chariots and great uh, and a great host. And they came by night and accomplished the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host encompassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Oh my God! That's that alas. That's what it been in our vernacular. My master, how shall we do. Or what should we do? And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be within. Watch, watch, watch this piece. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may, in other words, when you get into a situation that wants to pull your emotions, you need to tell God to open your eyes so you can see the reality of what's really going on. See, because some people, they have, they let their emotions go out first before they open up their eyes. Open his eyes, let me see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. See, he, if Elisha would not have been there, he would have went to a place of no return in his emotions. He would have been messed up. The Bible says God did not give us a spirit of what? Fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. See, 
See, people quote that scripture when there is nothing going on in their life. But when you have things going on in your life, you don't quote it then. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. In other words, I'm not going to be afraid. Because I have the power of God resting upon me. And my mind is stable that I can think the way God wants me to think because I have the mind of Christ. So no situation can come up in my life that's going to have me jumping off a bridge. No person is going to come in my life that they're going to have so much value that if they leave me, I'm going to kill myself. You don't have that much value. So why does the devil want you to stress out like that? Three things. Number one, he wants to choke the word out of you. Want to choke the word out of you because we all know when you're going through something, the last thing, uh, last thing you really start thinking about is what the word of God said. You start talking about your situation. You start calling Pookie about what she done done to you. You don't think about what the word of God said. You have to look at it like this. If you leave me, you have lost the best thing that will ever be in your life. So you got to put value on yourself. You got to talk to yourself. I'm valuable. You leave me, what else you going to get? This is the best God going to ever give you. They still left, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he wants to choke the word out of you. Number two, he wants to trick you into self-destructive behavior. In other words, he wants to stress you out, get you all your emotions all rattled up, right, so that he, you can do something that's stupid. Ruin your testimony. Get you into a place, right, to where you want, you so mad you go and get your pistol. When in life, Sometimes you need to let things happen because it's not the devil doing it. It is God trying to get that bad stuff out of your life. Just some people just toxic. And some of you in here tonight, you're in toxic relationships, and that's why you can't go nowhere. It's toxic relationships. Number three. So you obey and counsel the benefit of righteousness in your life because the devil don't want you to get blessed. You cancel out what righteousness will give you because your emotions is out of control. You have to walk a righteous course and regardless what happened to take place, the righteous course is where you're going. I always tell people right, like this right here, I said, it doesn't matter what you do. What sin you commit. If you repent and walk the righteous course long enough, God will rewrite your resume and erase the mistakes that you have made off the minds of those who want to accuse you. If you walk, if you walk, if you walk, here I'm telling you, I have, I'm an example of that. If you repent and you walk in righteousness, Long enough, God will erase the mistakes you made off the minds of the people. He rewrites your resume. Amen. And people, instead of them talking about the bad things you've done, they talk about the blessing of the Lord that's on your life. Yes, 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 yes. 
Okay, watch this. Let me give you an example. Moses was a murderer. They killed Moses. We don't talk about Moses killing. We use that as a by-statement, but we do talk about him being a deliverer. Why? Because Moses, in the course of his life, he repents before God at the burning bush. God rewrites his resume, and now we talk about him being a deliverer. We look at David who murdered Uriah and, 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 and had sex with his wife and they had a baby. David repents in Psalms 51. What does God do? God forgive him. Rewrite David's resume. Now we talk about him being the king of Israel and the writer of the Psalms because his sin never canceled out his destiny. God rewrite your resume. You look at the apostle Paul. Look at what he done. Paul having Christians put in prison and killed. But on the road to Damascus, he, he repents. God picks up the ink pen, erase all his past, begin to rewrite his resume, and he writes two-thirds of the New Testament. And here you were running around worried about what it is that you to do. God can correct every mistake that you ever made. You around here worried, I wonder what they think about me. It's not what they think about you, it's what he think about you. It's what he think about you. Because he wrote, rewrote my resume. Are you hearing me? He, he rewrote my resume. Rewrote my resume. So the devil have people messed up. See, a lot of people don't know why Moses could not go into the promised land. You know why Moses couldn't go into the promised land? Because he didn't have his emotions in check. He got upset and God told him to speak to the rock and he struck it because he mad at the folk. You never can do something through emotions when you are obeying God. You have to do what God say. Even when it looks like when the people mess, folk, folk messing up. But people messing up have nothing to do with your obedience. People want to lead the church because other people are acting up in the church. What about when you say, like I said, you're the one that said God told you to come here. Did nobody put a pistol to your head and tell you to show up? You came and made a confession. God sent me here. Are you in 1 Peter chapter 2? Did I tell y'all to go there? I'm about, I'm, about, I'm, about, I'm about finished, I'm about finished, I'm about finished. I'm going to pick back up tomorrow night on this whole emotional thing because people get strapped in their emotions. Some of you are in the relationships that you shouldn't be in because you are not there because you love them, you're because you're there emotionally. Are you on second, first Peter chapter 2? Look at verse 11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from what fleshly lusts which war against your what in other words i am responsible to have my flesh in check i can i remember i told y'all i said flesh unchecked would do anything if your flesh is not in check it, it'll do anything it will it will do anything when it's not in check because your emotions is connected to your fallenness. And that's why your emotions cannot be 
or you cannot live by your emotions. Show you this. Well, watch, watch the proof of this right here. Before you got saved, was you an emotional person? So your emotions is connected with your fallings. That's why the Bible says that you need to be born what? Again. That's why, you know, I'll holler, I'll holler with them folk, you know, talking about, you know, I will, I, they, 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 they holler and say, you know, I, I was born a homosexual. Okay, I'll take that right there. That's why you need to be born again. No, I ain't going to argue with you. I ain't going to argue with them, you know, talking about, oh, no, you wasn't God. No, that's the wrong argument. The argument is, is that, yeah, I agree you was born toward, all of us was born towards a bent towards some sin. They just, in that one, they just need to be born what? Just need to be born again. They just need to be born again. Everybody got a bent towards something. We want to we throw, throw everybody out. It, you know, it's sexual sin, just, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord. Won't throw them out. Just need to be born again. See, because all of us were driven by our emotions. No, no. You know, we look at them and everything. Look at them and everything. I want them. How you know you want them? Well, no, no. How you know? No, just look at her. Oh, I want her. Huh? No, she, no. You're moved by something. That's wrong. Your emotions will get you in trouble. I, 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 want, I want her. I, I love her. You don't even know, you, you don't even know her. Because, no, because, no, because in, in, in today's time, that, that look like a her could be a him. No, I'm just, okay, see y'all, see y'all. Okay. No, I'm just, understand. see, that's why folk, see, that's why folk don't want to come to all the hypocrites. Y'all don't want to talk about the real stuff that's going on. And there's, there's something, sin is nothing to play with. And your emo, sin feels good. <laughs> because if it didn't feel good, you wouldn't be trapped in it. See, watch this. God designed us to go towards pleasure and away from pain. That's how we designed. We, we are designed to go towards pleasure and away from pain. That's why it doesn't feel good to put your hand in fire. That's why you get away from it. You respect it. We go towards pleasure and away from pain. And the Bible says in Hebrew that Moses, rather something of fixing of the people of God, than see the pleasure of sin for a season. Sin feels good. And until you come to that reality, it's going to always trip you up. That is why you cannot do everything that feels good to you. Because your emotions will have you messed up. So he said, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against your soul. Soul has five components. Number one is why my mind. Five components of your soul, your mind. Number one is your mind. Number two is your will. Number three is your imagination. Number four is your emotions. And number five is your intellect. And the Bible says here in this particular text is that I have to be careful because lust of my flesh, my emotions out of check, it goes to war against my soul. Because for the true believer, if they sin, they can't sleep. Amen. I'll see you again. 
No, for the real believer, when you're in sin, you can't sleep because the Holy Ghost is gnawing at you. For you to repent, to go to 1 John 1, 9. He's gnawing at you. You have no peace with sin. None. Your emotion is out of whack. You are down under and everybody is looking at you. You have a smile on your face, but down on the inside of you, you are wretched and there's a grinding down on the inside of you. It wars against your soul. Because you're not at peace. So four weapons the devil use to use, get us into an emotional state of collapse. Four weapons. Number one, he used fear. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Number one, he used fear. Because the devil understands if I can get a person in fear, they can never operate by faith. And remember last night we operated by faith because it is impossible to be in fear and faith at the same time. Because faith is confidence in God. Fear is that I don't trust what God said. That's why I say he didn't give us a spirit of fear. I mean, I, I can't, so the devil wants me to be afraid. Fearful. So because I'm, a fe I'm in fear, I cannot become, get into a relationship that is a decent relationship because I am afraid that they're going to break my heart. So therefore, I'd rather be by myself. Something's wrong with you. Because God designed us to have company. Number two, frustration. Because once he brings fear and frustration comes and he lay his, his, his palate besides fear because he understands, right, that if I can get them frustrated, I can get them to a place to where they, don't, they, they do not feel good about themselves. I can get them in self-denial and self-pity if I can get them frustrated. Can't find me nobody. Ain't nobody out there fuck me. It's lonely out there. And then he used falsehoods. Use falsehood. And falsehoods, he used folk lying on you. They, they just lying on you. Come, come here, baby. <clears throat> Folk lying on you. Watch this. Come here. Now, I'm, I'm using her because I ain't going to use nobody because I, I don't want y'all leaving her lying on me. <laughs> okay, watch this. Turn, turn towards me. Right. Now, I'm, I'm standing over here, right? You know. Now, this, everybody says this is an example. Okay, that, that is my wife. But for the sake of the example, she's not my wife. We know each other. I walk over to her. Hey, how you doing? And then I give a hug. Now, church folk, they see that right there. They say, oh, he messed with her. I seen it for myself. I seen it for myself. Can't worry about folk lying on you. See, we just know each other. We just, you know, just fell hug, right? This is a true story right here. She, she about, one day she and I was riding together, right? 
And uh, we came, we just rolled, we just I, I, I pulled up, I was driving, pulled the car back, driving, we were just sitting in the car talking in front of the church. Got it? Thus a car came down this road right here. It stopped. And it looked. And then it turned and it rolled man. And then they went call somebody. And then that somebody they called, called her and said that they see me at the church in the car with another woman. <laughs> True story. <laughs> at church. Sitting in front of church. We sit here like we do, you know, we sit everywhere we hang, we holding hands and everything. We talking, having our conversation because uh, back in uh, 1983 when I met her, you got it? Uh, I had a rap game, and that's what got her. So in order to keep her, I got to keep my knife sharp. You got it? Are you hearing me? No, I got to keep my knife sharp. So when we in the car together, and, you know, and we holding hands, you got it? I'm, you know, I'm shooting her the game, you understand? No. So what I watch this, because when we get home, I don't have to do much work to, let's get it on. You understand what I'm saying, you know? I don't have to do much work. No, because, no, I, no, no, my time ain't up yet. This is my church. No, no, this, you know, she, she, no, she's talking about my, your time up. <laughs> no, that's how we do because, no, because, no, 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 listen, listen, because I understand, right, the process. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working something, right? I do not need to go through an emotional setback when I get to the house. You got it? I don't need the devil messing with me when I get to the house because I have not spent no time with her. So every day I'm going to shoot her the game. You got it? Even if, watch this now, even if don't nothing happen, the game still got to be played. The game still's got to be played. And she know every day, right, that there is a spill that's going to come out of this mouth towards her. You got it? Because I would not allow my emotions to be sabotaged concerning her. It is my responsibility to keep my emotions in check when it comes to her. It's not her responsibility. It is my responsibility. My responsibility is, is to make sure the girl look good so that I can be in a place that when I'm spitting that game, when I'm spitting the game, I know everything. It's going to be all right. Because watch this. Because heel is always on a comeback. I'm on a comeback. And I cannot allow, I cannot allow others to interfere with my game. You can't throw a flag because there's no penalties. Because she's my wife. You can't stop the game because I carry the clock. That's right. And I'm the determining factor in how long the game is going to be played. Because she, no, because, no, no, listen, in my closing, because I'm the owner of the team. And I'm out of time because I'm on my comeback. Give God a hand of praise.